Are you interested in promoting or increasing the attendance of your truck and tractor pull event? My name is Jason Schultz, owner of the Beer Money Pulling Team, which has over 1.3 million followers across Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Our goal is to grow the sport of truck and tractor pulling and increase the awareness of the sport through our social media presence and highly engaged audience. We want to partner with you and help you grow the attendance of your events. We have a ton of promotional opportunities available and a full-time social media coordinator to make sure your investment is taken care of. For more information on promotional opportunities, give me a call, 608-604-5068. in a 16,000 pound class. I put her in her gear. They were all 280, 290. One was 310, maybe 312. And you were? I put her in at 370 feet right in the sand pond. The only mistake I made, I didn't put her in a registration booth with the girl. <laughs> I kind of forgot about uh, that video until Brad said something, Charles, in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ryan, 
Ryan's always critiquing me on my video choices. Like, that's enough, Schultz. That's enough. Like, stop. Stop. <laughs> enough. So, hey, everybody. It's Monday night. Let's Grow Pulling. We do this every Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. And then tomorrow, Mackenzie will download the audio, and this will be up on Spotify and uh, iTunes. So excited to have Roger Reach with on us tonight. Charles is always finding us awesome guests. Uh, Charles, or Roger, right below you, that's Cody Vanderholm, Vanderholm Media. Cody. Hey, Cody. And then this guy, we call him Big Rye. We call him Big Rye because he's like 6'9 and weighs, you know, a solid 220, if you know what I'm saying. So life is Solid 220. Solid 220. Solid 220. <laughs> I just saw your pizza. Like when I was 11, Roger. When I was 11. <laughs> when you were 11. <laughs> Good to meet you, sir. Right, I just saw you. your taco pizza for supper so uh all good leveling up that monday uh dinner game i love it i love it well this is where we let charles take over with roger and they talk and i'm gonna um we we encourage you to ask roger questions comments um aka zach's dad we'll get into that a little bit later uh roger's son has done some cooler stuff than roger and that's that's a big thing to say so uh charles uh let's grow pulling baby he has. Zach's gone faster than you, but you've driven more horsepower in one shot. Um, we got we done. Go. We got done last week with the Pullers Championship, and of course, the the Sullivan Memorial Pull was the same weekend. So I got home Sunday night and got curious. hadn't really heard anything what had happened down there, and I'm going through result sheets, and I see your name on a mini rod. Uh, how did how did that come about? That you you hooked up with the Fagundeses from California? Yeah, so Fagundeses and Sullivan's have been working together you know last couple years and you know i ran a lot with sullivan's um back in my truck pulling days and donnie called me up one day and he said hey he said uh would you be interested in driving a mini rod a little bit this summer and i said yeah i said i'd love to and uh so we you know worked something out and um whenever a jess can't make it i'm gonna come in and, and drive a few times for him this summer and uh, it was it was really great to get back in the seat. I didn't realize how much I'd missed it until until uh, Friday night there. Yeah, I, I kind of like I remember you pulling the two wheel drives, and it, I kind of got away from me that you'd been you'd been away from the seat for that long. Yeah, I've been 15 years. You know, I, I grew up around pulling. You know, my parents um, they ran a mini rod back in the 70s. Um, my my dad was state champion, and my mom I think she was second or third, and. Um, they ran, uh, you know, all over the state of Ohio. Um, I grew up in an area in Stockdale, Ohio, Taze Valley. And, you know, that was kind of a hot area for truck and tractor pulling in the 70s. And Sullivan's were there a lot. Wheeler Rediger, um, McPherson, um, you know, it was just, all, you know, Art Arfons, you know. So those were kind of my heroes growing up. And, you know, it was, you know, Danny Patrick. It was something that, you know, I always wanted to do and I'd always wanted to drive a mini rod. And, you know, I started out, you know, doing antiques. Um, I actually had a farm all in that was about 600 cubic inch and 235 horse. Nice. And um, when I got doing that, I actually got to run with Wheeler a lot. You know, Wheeler Rediger, he he was pulling antiques at that time and he taught me a lot. And you know, one of the funniest things he ever said to me, said, son said, the best things in life start with F, Fords, Farmalls, and females. If you knew Wheeler, that was that was just pretty much him. So, but, I smell a new t-shirt. <laughs> there we go. So, but no, it was really, I was lucky I got a lot of time with him. You know, he was kind of a, a childhood hero. And so it was, you know, 
uh, Wayne Sullivan and, and Big Ed and, you know, watching those guys and, you know, got to know Donnie and those guys that, you know, once I was starting to run ATPA there and just a good group of people. And um, I, I've, you know, very, been very fortunate uh, to get to compete in this world and, and run with so many people that, you know, that I like. Well, Charles, Jason, can I, can I up. Yeah. up this video? Yep, turn her loose. Okay. Fun. Let's watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't shy about it. <laughs> Roger, did you drive both of them, or did they just have the one out? Uh, just, just the one. I just okay. drove that one. Uh, bankroller. Um, yeah. Tell you what, it was a good tractor. The Friday night, I was a little aggressive on the throttle. Donnie had been telling me all week. He said, "Now, Veach, you can't drive that thing like you drive a truck. You got to get on it." And I said, <laughs> oh, <you> <laughs> that first, after that first run, he said, "Well, you were maybe a little too aggressive." <laughs> so Saturday night, Saturday night, I figured it out a little better and. And uh, we, we had a better result, but we still had a really good pass Friday night. And man, that thing was so much fun to drive. It, it was fun. How how loud is it in there with that fairing on the roll cage? It's really not that bad. Um, but you know, I had molded earplugs. Um, you know, that was one thing I did learn from IndyCar. You know, being around that is, you know, pretty much everybody's earplugs are molded to their ears, and um, so you know, had those in and. For me, it, it wasn't it wasn't too loud at all. In fact, I kind of liked having the roll cage. It it just gave it a more of a, a cool feeling, and you know, kind of like being in a truck. Yeah, you you had a cage in one of your trucks anyway, didn't you? I did. I, that first one I built, I had a cage in it, and I actually used that to stiffen and loosen the frame. Is what I used that for. Now that's interesting. God, go into that a little more. Uh, just it had turnbuckles in it, so I what I would you. do is on a loose loose track, I'd run it loose. And on a tight track, I'd did you run the same chassis in all three of the trucks, or did was there buy and sell going on in there? There was buy and sell going on. Um, that first truck, um, this truck here, this was the last truck. It, it was actually just two different paint schemes on it. Um, you know, the first year with that truck, it was. Um, it was like a candy apple that second that second truck there um the shell truck it was my first one that i built and i actually sold it to andy teasley um okay. when we were building the second <coughs> truck and the second truck uh donnie and danny and i we we built two trucks identical um and we were going to run you know when we ran two th in 2005 and 2006 so the trucks were identical the only difference between the trucks were the bodies gotcha did what did that truck when you sold it did it was there a tie-in with shelton there did they or just they had the same body buck 
I think they had the same body buck. That that body there actually went um, it went other because when Andy bought it, he just wanted to buy the chassis. He didn't want the body because he wanted to put a Dodge chassis on it. And it went the other that body went to Jeff uh, Bartley. Um, he had bought it, and I think it set for a couple years, and then he finally put it on a truck. You know, there at the end. Gotcha. So with the the family history starting with mini rods, why why did you decide two wheel drive? Um, it was just it was something. In fact, when I was in high school, I want I started building a two wheel drive. Um, I you know I I took a Bronco and had everything there, had truck rear end, and you know come time to buy a motor and. I had to make a decision. Was I going to go to college or was I going to buy a motor for a pulling truck? So I ended up going to college and, um, and then it was something I always wanted to do. So once I got my company established and things were going well, then, um, I decided to build me a truck. Gotcha. Uh, one of our uh, regulars is chiming in. He's curious why, uh, why roll cage in the first truck, but not the second one. Uh, second truck. I, we were wanting to have more movable weight and um, we were wanting to make the two trucks match and, you know, with Sullivan's and didn't see the advantage of it. So uh, we just left it out. Gotcha. And you did have, you know, in your time doing it, you were pretty successful. You had some grand American tour wins and uh, some, some top three points finishes. So, I mean, you definitely were on the game. Well, thanks. Yeah, it, it was good. And, you know, had a lot of good people helping me. You know, Brian Knox with Sassy Engines and, you know, Sullivan's uh, when we ran together as a team that, you know, we had a lot of good, good runs and some success there. Talk a little bit about the driving difference between the mini and, and the two wheel drive. The, the best explanation I've ever heard of, of trying to launch a two wheel drive off the line came from from Ken Lamont. And the way he kind of phrased it was, Imagine trying to drive a car out of a out of a snowbank. You don't want to hit it too hard because you just sit there and spin. Yeah, he, he's exactly right. And my first truck had a it had a real long, long stroke in it, so I had to you know it was like a five sixty seven, so it would blow the tires off you know easier than you know what the five twenty sixes were. So when I first started driving, you know, um, I kind of got to where you know I drove by feel a lot and. Sometimes it would help me out and sometimes it would bite me. And, um, you know, one difference between that and the, the mini rod is, you know, there on Saturday night when I took off with the mini rod, I actually, you know, started to go a little faster and I felt it, um, you know, I felt it starting to break tires loose. And I don't know if, if you saw the video from the, the last pass there on Saturday night, but I actually come back out of it a little bit and let it hooked and then, and then went again. And, you know, that was one of the things I used to do a lot in the truck. And, um, you know, it, it paid off a, a lot of times for me. Yeah, whatever works, it's just you, you develop a habit and routine and start paying attention yeah. to that and keeping notes. And next thing you know, you, you got it wired, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that ends up becoming, you know, it's just muscle memory. You, you know, you, you do it without even thinking. Yeah, you could see that actually in the, in the video we did play of you. You know, hammered it right away, and you were behind it for a split second, but then the instinct took over, and you caught right back up to her and straightened her all out. Yeah. <laughs> did you have in the truck, did you have right and left braking as, as you did in this Mini? So it was yeah, of... just like the Mini, we had right, left and right braking in the truck. And, you know, something we ran in the truck, we ran a, a locker rear end for several years. And um, so, you know, it would – 
air would keep it locked and if you'd let off of it you know it would it would you know unlock it um sometimes that you know made it more difficult to drive and to steer because sometimes when it would lock you you would have to hit the brake really hard to to get it to break free yeah that's interesting i I guess i've never really heard anybody trying to do do a locker like that um really in anything as a two-wheel drive I know a lot of the four-wheel drive guys will play with it in the in the front end um, in some classes. Yeah. Because I'm so awesome, I got Saturday night's run queued up, Charles, to hear if I play. <laughs> Do it. I'm a pretty good color guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and humble. And humble. That was the winning pass, right, Roger? That was. That was. You know how I knew that? Because the flag person backed up. So. always good when you make the flag man back up yeah that, that's pretty good <laughs> so in intervening years when uh didn't have the, the trucks and now you you didn't walk away from motorsports you've been there the whole time just in a different capacity yeah it, it was funny because you know we were in making missouri one year and um we had won i can't it, it was like atpa had word world finals or something out there and, and we'd won and we were coming home and we we're going past a, a go-kart track and zach was riding up front with me in the truck and um he goes when am i going to get to race and i said well buddy you gotta be 15 to do this and he goes no said so, you know i don't i don't want to um you know drive pulling trucks that i want i want to drive indycar and if you know i'm 11 if i don't get started soon i'm gonna be too old and that, that kind of registered with me because, you know, I got to, you know, kind of do my dream and, you know, and, you know, I always wanted to make sure my kids got to do what they wanted to do. And in fact, you know, motorsports has been so good to my family as, as far as building connect, connections, you know, Brandon, my oldest son, you know, he was doing all the engine work and work on the truck whenever, you know, we'd bring it home and get it ready. And, you know, from the time he was 10 years old until I quit pulling Anytime I was near a Poland truck, he was with me. He he went with us every weekend, and you know, so I built a real, really strong bond with him through all the the truck pulling. And then um, Zach was wanting to race, and you know, so I thought, well, you know, I'll take a few years off and let him race. And um, so the next, you know, I was thinking about it, the next weekend was Enderly Pull Off, and we were in that that year, and um, we, you know, I was up there getting ready to run and. I called home to check on Zach and his mom said, well, he's pretty upset. He doesn't think, you know, you're ever going to have time for him to race. And, you know, as I was getting ready to, to go, you know, I, I remember telling Donnie and those guys, I say, hey, this, I think this is going to be the last time I run. They laughed at me. I said, ah, this be the last time this year. And then um, I decided then I was going to sell everything and uh, got a hold of Andy Teasley that night and said, hey, you want to buy this second truck? And 
he ended up buying it. And I think by Wednesday of the next week, we had everything sold, the Peterbilt and the transporter and everything. And bought a go-kart and told Zach, I said, hey, I'll take you to track anytime you want to go. And anytime turned into every day. And in fact, from um, that year in 2006 or 2007, from uh, March until uh, August of that year, he ran over 3,500 laps at that local track. Wow. And it, it got to where the, the track owner, he would, he would turn the lights on for him at night so he could keep running. So um, I didn't know a lot when I got started in it. And luckily, we met Dave Fisher, Sarah Fisher's dad. And, and, you know, he helped us. I told him, I said, I said, you know, I don't know anything about turning. I know a lot about going straight on dirt and trying to pull weight, but I don't know anything about turning. And um, so he helped us and we learned a lot. And, and then, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with Zach, you know, over the next, you know, 15 years. And um, so build a really strong bond with him too. So, you know, and now, you know, I've also have a, an eight year old and he's starting to, you know, run go-karts a little bit. And for me, I think there's nothing that builds a stronger bond than, you know, trying to solve problems with your dad and competing against, you know, other people. And, um, you know, one time I, when I first started pulling, uh, I tore a motor up. And I was pretty upset about it. And Wayne Sullivan came up to me and he goes, what's wrong, Rog? And I said, well, I just cost myself a lot of money. And he pointed over Donnie and Danny. He said, you see them two boys over there? And I said, yeah. And he says, I've been all over this country with them. Said, I've spent all kinds of money on pulling. Said, you know, I could have done other things with that money. He says, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can't put a price tag on memories. And he said, well, I'm an old man laying there. He says, I'm going to remember all the great things I've done with those boys, not how much money I got in the bank. And that was something that really registered with me. And, um, you know, that's kind of been my philosophy is, you know, you know, have as much fun as I can with my boys and um, all of it's built great bonds with, with all three of them. That's, that's what it's all really, what it is all about exactly doing that. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, and, you know, when you compete and try to solve problems, you just, you know, it makes it to where, you know, my boys, um, you know, when they were teenagers, uh, you know, never had any trouble out of them. You know, if they had a problem, they'd talk to me, you know, and I, I think it was the relationships we built, you know, being on the road and, you know, when you're on the road together and it's just the two of you or, you know, working on something late in the garage, you know, you have a lot of talks and, um, yeah. you know, you really get to know each other. You're going to be stuck with each other. You can't just open the door at 80 miles an hour and say, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm done. Exactly. I'm done. <laughs> He's gotten to do some pretty cool stuff. I think I, I would imagine that the list of drivers who had the opportunity to race at both Indy and Daytona is pretty short. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's, a, you know, it, it's a pretty neat thing to be able to watch him do both of those. And, um, you know, and he was he was successful in, in both uh, both disciplines. And, um, you know, and he he continues to still do a lot. You know, he's he's going to do some sprint car races this year. It's funny. Every time he's went to do a sprint car race, it, it's got rained out. So we're waiting <laughs> on that to get that done, but he's excited about getting on dirt and um, you know, and he's doing a lot of testing right now and doing a lot of development for one of the, one of the engine manufacturers. And um, so yeah, we, we'll have some fun things to announce here toward the end of the year. 
how's his season going so far? Uh, he's doing GT three again, right? Well, no, he this year he's he's testing for, for oh, okay. a team, so he's um he's doing some development development work, and then he's uh, doing some driver coaching as well too. He said he's really enjoyed that a lot, so he's getting to drive you know some Bugattis and Ford GTs, things like that. Nice. Just make sure insurance is paid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> that crash damage gets expensive. That was. That was the biggest relief when he made it to IndyCar. I said, oh, great. I don't have to pay crash damage anymore. <laughs> it was so funny. We were we were in Long Beach one year, and um, he was running Indy Lights. And one of the mechanics, um, he had a, a 66 uh, Shelby uh, GT350 that he was wanting to sell. And we'd struck up a deal. And, and I told him, I said, hey, I said, after this weekend, I said, I'll take it. I'll, I'll wire you the money. And man, you know, Zach, I think qualified second there. And um, on the start, he he went to move over. This other car got into him, took them both out. And I mean, it, it was about $70,000 crash damage. As we were walking back to the paddock, back to the trailer, I, it was John Bruner. I looked at John and I said, hey, I just spent your money on that car. I can't buy it now. <laughs> uh, the fun of wheel to wheel. Yeah. What is crash? What is crash damage insurance? Can you explain that? I I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you know what you can do uh, with a lot of teams is you can buy crash damage insurance, and it's it's like I think fifty grand for the season, and then you take care of the first five grand, and then after that, you know the the insurance kicks in. There's different deductibles, but the nice thing about IndyCar, they build that into the budget, so you don't even have to do the the crash damage insurance. Um, and the, even when we ran Indy Lights, um, Zach really didn't crash a lot. So, um, you know, I think out of, you know, all three years of Indy Lights, you know, I, I think our crash damage was only about 200000 And so, you know, some guys, you know, they'll have seventy five or 80000 every year or 100000 every year. So it, it wasn't bad. Charles, as a guy in the insurance business, I would buy some tractor pulling engine damage insurance if I could. That, that would be great. I'm sure you yeah. would. And there's probably several of us who would love to be able to sell it to you, but I know of no product that exists like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would clean up. I'd have my pro stock. <laughs> yes. yes. Some of the, um, I get at least one question a week and Schultz, can you finance a pulling tractor for me? And I'm like, well, no, I can't. I can do your house, but. I can do a cash out refi, but I can't do your pulling track. Maybe that's the next business venture is we start doing the pullers insurance. There you go. That would be great. I don't know. There's a, there's a few guys I'd have to hang up the phone on, though, I think. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, what, what, what could you say, Charles? I pulled your credit history. And you're pulling history and it says that you're not going to be, you're going to cost me money. Yeah. I've, I've I watched your, your highlight reel. I don't think we can insure you, son. <laughs> yeah. Between, yeah. Between your highlight reel and your claims history, we've decided you are a poor risk. We think you should be a spectator. Yes. There you go. <laughs> hey, Roger, um, what is, uh, and maybe this is you putting words in his mouth, but, um, uh, What's Zach's favorite track? What's the what's his home track? And what's his favorite track? Where does he feel most comfortable? Where does he love yeah, going? Home, 
Yeah, you know, he really loved Long Beach. He he was always super quick there. And then another one that he loved, um, but they don't race there anymore, was the Milwaukee Mile. Um, ah. You know, he had he had a couple. I think he won in in every every one of the feeder series there. Um, just never got to run IndyCar there. And then Long Beach was always good for him too. He it and St. Pete. He liked, it was funny, you know, in the beginning he hated street courses and then there at the end it ended up, that was the thing he loved the most. Hmm. So is he helping with the Vassar Sullivan team now then? If he's not. No. Yeah, no, he's not working with them right now. He's working with um, another team on a couple other things, um, you know, just developing for next year. I geeked out because I was in Daytona Beach in January in the, uh, roar before the 24 hour roll oh, yeah. going on so i was i was ecstatic to get to to see some of that because i've always wanted to go to that so but uh, yeah they're a really good team you know we've been fortunate he's been with you know every team he's been with has been great you know we were with andretti all those years we did a year with uh, Bellardi, and then he did sports cars there with Vassar sullivan and um the level of professionalism through all those teams and you know it, it was just great you know we got with Andretti when he was 15 and um that was really cool you know just the way they brought him in and and placed him with the older drivers and developed him um can't say enough about you know the way it all went who was the most influential driver uh to uh his path to success would you in your in your mind yeah I don't know. There were so many of them you know all the guys at Andretti really mentored him Ryan Hunter Ray um, spent a lot of time with him. Um, Sarah Fisher spent a lot of time with him in the early days, you know, getting him ready. And um, Felix Rosenquist was his um, teammate at Bellardi. And him and Felix, you know, really hit it off. And, you know, Felix did a lot. And then Gabby Chavez um, was, you know, one of his good friends. Him and Gabby, they raced go-karts, you know, from 13 on. So, they went through the feeder series together and um, it was really cool to see them feed off each other and help each other, you know, get through everything. Did you have anybody like that coming up when you were uh, just getting started in, in pulling with your own team? You know, when I first got started, um, you know, in antiques, you know, I did antiques uh, for a year and a half and um, you know, Wheeler Rediger, helped me a lot there in fact wheeler helped me a lot on just learning how to run a tr- read a track and then um and then you know once i got into um running two-wheel drives you know brian knox helped a lot you know he he helped get me started and um and then you know simon's you know roger simon was always there to help you know when we were getting started you know give advice and um and then you know you know, it's funny, Simons, uh, Longs, Stan Shelton, and Sullivan's, you know, all those guys competed against them every week and tried to beat them, but they were always there to help me when I was getting started. You know, in fact, you know, one time in New York, um, you know, I tore up a couple rocker arms and it was my first year and I didn't have, you know, a bunch of spare parts. And, you know, Stan took, took a set of rocker arms off his spare engine and gave them to me so I could run. And, um, you know, and when I won my first uh, event there in uh, Fort Wayne, my first national event, uh, Roger Simon helped me. You know, he he helped me, you know, get the sled placed and, and talked to me about, you know, what I need to do in gearing. So, 
Um, you know, that was one guy, you know, I know everybody misses, but he was, he was a really good guy and, um, he helped me a lot too, getting started. But then, and then Sullivan's, you know, Sullivan's, um, you know, Donnie and Danny and Wayne they turned out to be, you know, family to me. They're like best friends and, you know, they helped me tremendously through it all as well too. Hey, uh, Roger, so how does that work like the race team? So they come in and they, and they basically pay Zach a salary or, I mean, and then he drives the cars for him. I've always wondered how they, how they do that. Yeah, well, actually, you know, IndyCar is, is a different type of um, business model. The driver actually has to bring the money to the team. Holy so you, you've, you've got to be out there. You've got to sell yourself. You've got to attract the sponsors. And then you go to the team with the, with the sponsor dollars. And then you carve you a salary out of that. Okay. And, um, you know, there's a few guys that, you know, that have been, just been picked and they'll get a salary. But the majority of the guys out there, they're they're bringing the money with them. You pull the budget together and, and you get it there. So, you know, that was one of the things that was so, so hard, you know, um, in, in, you know, getting it all together. Because, you know, like to run USF 2000, that's like the entry level. That's about two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year. And then. Uh, they have uh, Pro Mazda after that. That's around a six hundred thousand dollar year commitment. And then Indy Lights is um, between one million to one point two million a year. And then when you get to IndyCar, you're you're talking seven eight million dollars a year. You've got to find and bring. That's a so pretty, it's it's a challenge. It's a pretty common model. That's kind of the European way that they do all of their various series, even all the way to the top and. You know, it's it's often you'll get a comment from a, a guy who will not make it to Formula One, and they'll come race here in the states, and and the first thing they think yeah. is, "Whoa, you're going to pay me to do this? I don't have to go." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but then once you get some tenure, then you know the team will work with the sponsor and keep you going. And um, so yeah, it's a it's a different model, but um, it's it's the same for everybody. You know, you just you just got to get out there and work as hard as you can. No, that's neat. I've always wondered, always wondered how that works. So thank you for explaining that. So yeah, no problem. Is IMSA kind of the same way? The What's the plan? Um, IMSA is kind of the same way. Um, there's, you know, a lot of times, you know, with IMSA, they'll pull a pro driver in um, because you, know, with IMSA, you'll have, um, you know, amateur drivers with pro drivers. And so they kind of share in that. And then sometimes, you know, they'll just pull pro driver in and, you know, he'll get a deal and be able to, to run, you know, because the budget's already covered for the car. Gotcha. So, so what's next for you uh, this summer? Um, I'm going to run, you know, a few runs for Rob, Robbie and Jess, you know, whenever Jess can't make it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, going to run North Carolina there uh, next weekend. You know, the, the second and third, I think it is, and and then and then we'll pick a couple others. You know, just see how how it'll go. But um, you know, I'm really having fun running that mini rod. I really enjoyed it. Hey, Roger, if I can put in a plug, even if you don't get to bring the fire suit along, come up to Farley. Okay. You want to see? I mean. You know, without any of us getting misty-eyed, yeah. Roger did one. I mean, he laughed. He left all of us pulling fans and competitors a tremendous gift in that last project that he did with the boys. 
you'll okay. you'll just I mean you'll watch that track and after one session you'll say, Man alive, that that big guy from Iowa wasn't kidding. <laughs> that track I'll definitely do that. That that track is amazing. Yeah, I I think Jess gonna run it there, so I'll probably um you know, but I still may come up and watch. It'd be good because you know, everybody will be there, so it'd be good to see. If for no other reason, I'll 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 buy the first round if you come up. Okay, that sounds great. Ooh, Roger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Roger. If Roos is buying, you better. That's legit. I better get there. Well, and I and I mean, I see bottles of makers back there. And <laughs> I, I told you, I told you that one. And I that took thirty six minutes longer than I thought it would. I'm not gonna lie. So. And there's a Blanton's back there too. Nice. Uh, I will not buy the first round of that. Not at not at RJ's prices. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, what else do we have for Roger? We've, or I think we've done a, I think this has been a fantastic interview. So. We got, uh, we got Rise big question that he asks everybody. Yep. Yeah, I got, I got one more for you. Okay. If you could steal the keys to anything, figuratively speaking, and go pulling with it for a weekend, what would you take, and uh, where would you pull it, and why? Any class, Roger. Any, Any class. class. It doesn't matter. If Any you want class. to pull smoke, go for it. If you want a mod, go for it. Tell me what you like. I try. I'd probably do a mod. I'd, I'd probably grab. Um, I might just grab Kentuckian. I, I think that's I really the, like that that's track. That's the easy answer because you know Catalina <laughs> lets you do it. Give it. Give us something else. Where else? Uh, what other one? Um, probably one of those Green Street trackers. You know, those things were. Those mods were bad. They they were really nice. And they you know, uh, Boyd's always did everything first class, and I, I think one of those would be really cool to drive. Well, there's they're still for sale. Just saying. Not only that, it. they've just it. been freshened up. I talked to Austin about it about a week or two before the Polar's Championship. No kidding. Boy, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be fun to get on one of those. It really would. You know, when you when you mentioned that um, uh, Donnie told you that you got to get after it right out of the hole, it yeah. reminded me of, of a conversation I had with Austin and Greg. You know, Greg ran that mini as well. Oh, okay. And Austin had to have that conversation with Dad and say, yeah. listen, None of this feather in the clutch crap. You get after it and you get after it hard. Otherwise, that thing is just going to sit and spin. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, really, it, it's amazing um, the difference between that and a truck. And, you know, and, and I can imagine with the big tractor as well, too. Uh, but you, with that mini, you got to get those tires spinning and swell a little bit to grab, hold, and go. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Roger. Really appreciate you jumping on with us. Hey, yeah, no, cool. I appreciate it. I Thanks, really Roger. enjoyed it, enjoyed it, and um, look forward to seeing you guys out there sometime. Absolutely, I'll see you All in right. Farley, buddy. All right, I'll I'll be there. I look forward to it. Thanks, Roger. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Roger. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Charles, well done, my man. You're welcome. Yeah. Well done. That was excellent. The crossover in that was fantastic. I mean. Going from one side completely to the other, that was that was neat. Yeah, I figured he'd be a, a good guy to talk to. Plus, he's yeah. he's a guy he's a guy I kind of remember from back in the day and never got the chance to meet, so it was a good good excuse to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember the name and I remember seeing him make passes, but uh, yep. never met him. Yeah, yeah, well, I would agree. The beach name was very familiar to me when you put it up, Charles. But I had to ask you, like, hmm. 
What are you up to here, Stud? Is this something I, we don't even know? But no, that was cool. So yeah, that I wouldn't. Cool. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Um, some events that the Beer Money Pulling Team. You know, you guys know we have that digital marketing package, and promoters are hiring us now to promote them. I want to read off the events so far that yep. coming up, and then I want to talk about Nordheim a little bit. And obviously, we'll wrap this up in the next twenty minutes or so. Um, Galat Motorsports Park, that's Benson, June 3rd, June 4th. That's pro polling. That's Champions Tour, right, guys, all across yes, the board? I'm uh, pretty sure, yeah. So we'll have somebody on from that event next week. Um, Dragway 42, that's Kyle Matchams. That's June 10th and 11th. Um, the American Family Children's Hospital pull up here in Badger State Tractor Pullers. That's in Baraboo, guys, on June 11th. All the pullers donate their money back to the American Family Children's Hospital pull, and usually that – that events with the raffle that they do, they give, what is it, Rye, 80 to 100 grand a year back to the American Family Children's Hospital pool. So that's a great event. And um, that event's really going to grow now because they moved it from Sauk City or Prairie to Sac to, uh, to the, actually the Sauk County Fairgrounds in Baraboo. And the Sauk County Fair Board there is like behind this 100%. So very, very cool. Last year was just stupid, huge. It was perfect weather and it was great. Um, Hutchinson, Minnesota, June 17th and June 18th. The, the biggest Grand National Poll, well, it's, it's only Grand National Poll in Minnesota, but it's a big poll. The McLeod County Fairgrounds, June 17th and 18th. Cherokee, Iowa, June 17th has come on board. Um, Jackson, Tennessee. I, I'm trying to go in order here, guys. That's June 10th and June 11th. If any of you have any information on these polls as I'm reading them off, please type them in the comments and I will put those up there. Mountain City, Missouri, our good friends Wiggle and Corbin and the Mountain City Firemen. June 24th through the 25th. Toma, Wisconsin, June 23rd through the 25th as well. Uh, Liberty, White Plains, Georgia, the home of East of Dark Corners. They have one of their polls June 25th. River Falls, Wisconsin, July 16th. Wayne, Nebraska, July 22nd. The Richland Center Summer Nationals, July 23rd. Mercer, Missouri, July 27th. Warrensburg, Missouri, July 29th. We actually helped them build their Facebook page. West Point, Nebraska is August 11th through the 12th. Then Liberty, um, White Plains again, August 13th, October 1st, and then Diesels and Dark Corners is November 4th and 5th. So what we're doing for these promoters, guys, is we're hitting TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of it, and we're sharing their posters and getting stuff out there. So if anybody wants a little boost on eyeballs or um, maybe some more fans in the stands, we have packages starting at 250 bucks. So just reach out to us on Facebook and, and hit us up on that, and we're going to take care of you there. So... Bruce, do you remember Bob Gillian's first mod tractor? Bob Gillian's first mod was the Suspicion of Ignorance. That's a hell of a name. That's something yeah. Charles would come up with. And there were two of them. Two, of two them. Suspicions of Ignorance? Yep, yeah. there was one and there was two. Tube frame one, and then the second one was one of the old banter bandits. Okay. Charles has video of uh, at least one of those tractors tossing Bob like a rag doll. It was Todd that got thrown off on the was first it Todd? one. Yeah, it was the first one. Say what now? Uh oh. Thought you knew everything about rack. Bruce. No, that. apparently, apparently somebody buries headlines when he comes on <laughs> and does a freaking interview. <laughs> Where were I you on that one, Rack? I think I'm feel I'm hearing some feelings, guys. Cody, Charles. Yeah, there's feelings yeah. here. Hold out. He's just right? he's saving it. He's saving it for when he comes on again. Is I, that what it is? He's trying to get a second one. Say so he's he's wanting a second second time on here. That's what he's wanting. 
and the, and the blown motor was the Donovan, I think, right? It was a, like a, a 572 Donovan block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Donovans on it. the The first one had Donovans. The second one, I think, was all Chevys, like wedge heads, right? This was this yeah. was before the days of of Hemis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. if, you had a, if you had a Hemi puller back then with center spark plugs, you had an Arius or a Donovan back then. Read read that last comment. You post that, Jason? Yep. Give me one second, bud. That's interesting. So his Where dad hadn't even told him. <laughs> right. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> maybe maybe we should son. do a maybe we should do a father son interview here. That might be entertaining. Charles, how far is rack from you? Uh, about three hours. Okay. Um, I would pay for gas money if you can put that together. So <laughs> we'll figure something out. Seriously. I got I got plenty enough time from the time we uh, close the office down to get over there for this. Yeah, and we can we can bump it back if we need to. So, um, another funny story from the Polaris Championship. Um, Tommy Owens, I think this is right, bumped in. They were somewhere and had. Oh no, 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 no! It was the nut yes. job guys. No, you're right. It was Owens. It was Owens. No, who ran into Banter's wife for? It was Owens. It was Owens and Mysick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a cool story. They had Poland tractor shirts on, and they were somewhere eating and. Oh, yeah, they're on their way across, right? Yep, and they're stopped yep. at some cafe in Ohio, right? So, and they, Ohio they, or Indiana. That's just so, such, it's such a small world. Yeah. The they coolest thing in the world is like when you're getting along. fuel, when you're getting fuel at a gas station or, you know, at a truck stop or whatever, and somebody comes up to you at two in the morning and says, Can I see your tractor? And you're like, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> One time I had a state trooper do it, and I thought he was going to ask me for a logbook, and that was going to be a long conversation. So, uh, he just wanted <laughs> to see the tractor. So. so that's a good story. So anyway, yeah, guys, they, um, they asked ahead. Ralph's wife if she wanted to go with him. Oh, that's so cool. They probably would have taken her too. Yeah. yeah. So guys, I went to Doug and I went out to Nordheim, Texas. That's a home of Clint Metting, everybody. Um, Clint Metting has the bulletproof buck uh, pro stock, the old 830 of Lance Littles. And then they, then they bought Justison's uh, 6030. Correct me if I'm wrong, Roos, on any of this. Um, that the bull wagon is now. And then it all yep. kind of started with the bullfrog, which is a hot farm in Texas. So there's Connor Metting, who's 18. He's a senior. And then Conley Metting's 15 and a half. And Conley got to drive a garden tractor during the day at 10 a.m. And then he got to drive the hot farm at 2 p.m. So he went from a garden tractor to uh, to a hot farm. And he drove that thing like no Fs to give. Like Connor's like, you know, Connor's a little more like, and Connie's just like, he's the second kid. You could just tell. Like there was no... <laughs> There was he was not going to come out light in RPMs if you know what I mean. He had the hammer open, and I'll I'll bring that. I got that video. I'll get that. He's up. taken. He must have taken lessons from Tate and Terry. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, he just hammered it. It was so good, and to see, um, Clint Metting is the most genuine, honest, say whatever. I mean, the way he talks to those kids when he's like, "You get after it." I mean, it was so kind of like Travis Schlaubaugh Friday night, Charles down there. Yeah, when Jerry was driving his tractor, just. You know, just punching at it. <laughs> you got to get that pitch open. Uh, it was so funny. Uh, but he was so proud. I was so cool because we had a little garden tractor pole and a little brush pole in the afternoon. And Clint was just running the roller back and forth, drinking some sweet tea because I think he had a little, one too many whiskeys the night before. He had his sunglasses on and I could tell by his face <laughs> that he was still kind of working it. And he kind of let Connor get the tractor ready with Conley. And I saw Connor jump up there. And it was just one of those awesome 
awesome moments. Like, you know, father, son, you know, and it made me think of my dad and it was awesome. It was really cool to see him do that. So Texas guys, Nordheim is um, literally almost to the Gulf of Mexico. Doug and I flew into Houston and we had a three hour drive out to Nordheim. So we were about 60 miles from San Antonio. We stayed in Kennedy, Texas, and it's been really, really dry and really, really warm. Um, I'm a fat guy. Roos talks about big fat man weather or however he says it, big guy weather. Fat and, guy uh, approved or disapproved. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I got to drive a garden tractor too. That was a hoot. And I, I didn't even, I'm so used to somebody backing me up. I just started backing that little garden tractor up the sled and I missed it like three times to get backed up to the sled square, but it was a hoot. So, but I bumped into Lamar Vasquez. I really didn't know who he was. Um, he shoots a lot of uh, some, some NHRA or I don't know, a lot of drag strip stuff. But here's some of his pictures, guys, that he got on Friday night. So this is the pro mod class that they have down there. And Charles, you can probably explain this better than I can. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a single motor, limited supercharger, um, modified tractor class, 6,000 or 6,200 pounds. And actually, what they do down in Texas is very, very similar to what we do here in Michigan with the thumb tractor pullers. And in fact, this is an old Michigan TTPA tractor that's now living down in Texas. Yeah, so Paul Tyus bought this. Paul has three super stock gas trucks, or they call them pro stock 4x4s down there, and he bought this tractor, and he won both nights. So Paul had a very good weekend. So, But here's some of the pictures. Um, we had an okay crowd Friday night, and then Saturday night was the best crowd they've ever had. So I felt really good about that um, for them. This was the Bumblebee. And then stickers, they call oh, the two-wheel drive trucks down there. I mean, side checks were there, Nelsons were there. It was a hoot to see all those guys together, all helping each other out and stuff like that. This, I think this guy's name is Dempsey, if I remember correctly. Um, this truck won Friday night. So, and then look at the blowpipe on the, I just love that. Oh. <laughs> so. Hey, how did Whitey run? Uh, good. He drove, they only had the one truck there. They had Cole's truck there. Cole ah, drove Friday night I think got in the top five and then... I think top three for Whitey on Saturday night. So it was a good time there. And then I got the guys to hook their UTVs to the sled Saturday afternoon to the garden tractor sled. That's something um, I'm going to sanction that. I just need to get it figured out. Dude, there was guys throwing weights in them. I mean, <laughs> they looked like those truck, those squatting trucks from uh, the Carolinas that we always pick on all the time. So hard times is John Lynch. Yes, thank you. I, Somebody probably ought to give uh, Scotty Olson a phone call and let him know that we're about to sanction side-by-side uh, <laughs> uh, -side pulling. Some of the stuff we used to do at Churn and Nerd at 3 in the morning? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of good you were, there. I mean, you remember what Scotty's looks like, right? Oh, yeah. He had to cut tires on that Boda. Yeah. Yeah. Cut tires, turbo. Yep. This is um Hunt's. So Hunt's now own this truck and they own Dirty Pearl. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with because we saw them in DeCoin, right, guys? We saw and them in Kansas City. Yep. So that's good there. But just, it was fun. There's Whippet. That's a truck that Don brought. He, he ran that right side uh, Friday night. I think he finished in the top five. Pretty sure he did. And then this is, um, Miller was their last name. Um, just got this truck out. Charles, do you recognize this truck, this T-Bucket? It looks to me like is that is that Craig Nation's old truck? I, I feel I like think it is. It is. But I, 
It's Jen, it's Ginger Miller and her husband, right? I was gonna say I've shot that truck, yeah. Yeah, because Cody and I both shot that truck. That's that's an outlaw regular. No, but seriously, promoters, if you want to have some fun, we, we talk about I'm gonna use the word gimmick because I'm not the, the most well-spoken person, but if you could do something fun like that, mm. uh, to hook something like hook a bulldozer to a sled or a dump truck. But if you have a little garden tractor sled or a mini rod sled, the UTV thing is fun. Um, it's, I mean, the polars, everybody has one. And uh, it was it was during the day. So, you know, it wasn't like everybody was all tuned up and after the poll and having a good time. It was legit. And we had a good time. So just I'm not going to lie, the tuned up class might be kind of fun, too. I was gonna say, the tuned up class would be fun. But please, 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 if you're driving a Polaris, bring an extra belt <laughs> you join because that's bound to go out. I'm sorry. God, Leroy takes some good shots. Oh, man. You mean Vasquez? Yeah. Yeah, Lamar. Yep. Lamar. So, well, he was just kind of down there at the end of the track, and I'm, he, had a real, he had a really nice camera, and I'm like, okay, this is not just some local local yokel like me. This is somebody legit. So then I end up seeing he, he put himself on Facebook, so I shared it to the Nordheim page, and then one of our guys commented on it. So I talked to him, super nice guy. Shoots a lot of weddings, graduations, and that's why he wasn't there Saturday night shooting a wedding. But this picture, he stood right in there, right next to me, and he got that one. You can look at his, look at Hunt's eyes. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, those are those are big eyeballs. So. Uh, that's Dustin Corliss, of course. Run and tell it. He had his um, Don Nelson had his Polar's Championship T-shirt on, guys. I saw a couple of those down there. That was cool to see. So this tractor um, uh, swept the weekend. I don't know enough stories about it, but thumper sounds Isn't like thumper. Yeah, um, he he swept the weekend or didn't sweep, but he got the total distance for the weekend and won the cooler. But Don Nelson commented about redneck motorsport engineering. I don't know, but this truck runs hard. There's no redneck in it. That oh, yeah. thing is uh, legit. It runs hard. Yeah. Am I hearing an announcement of garden tractors and pit vehicles at the Polar Championship? <laughs> oh God, Jason. Afternoon session. <laughs> Shut it, both of you. <laughs> we're taking away. We're, we're we're taking away your ability to comment. That pick took Daly's eyes is amazing. Yeah, Rice Rice been known to take a few good pictures. Once in a while. Buck is the vice president of uh, TTTPA. Great guy. Him and his wife have diesel trucks, and um, he hooked up his uh, uh, Can Am, and he did. He has a big quad, long one, like thirty-two feet long. So. He did that was fun so cough cough yeah exactly uh here here's um this is cole on friday night he's a new daddy yeah that's gun smoke that's uh that's whitey's truck oh that's whitey's okay cole's yeah. the Texas two-step then right well that's good to hear that they got the uh the clutch back together okay so gun smoke was there texas two-step was not there right so okay because so this tractor's out of missouri it's wow um a gentleman lester parker lester jester i don't know something like that i did announce a little bit but josh did a majority of it um he had not driven a pulling tractor since 1978 i think wow. what i heard josh say and he was not scared if you guys know what i'm saying so he did an awesome job that was that was alan letterman's tractor for years and years and years and then alan bought um late this past year he bought uh, one of Willie Ump's trucks out of Virginia. 
okay. one of the ProMod 4x4s, and he had it at Cowtown. Okay. Oh, Lord have mercy, that's a beautiful truck. So this tractor doesn't quite fit the TTTPA hot farm rules, but it was close, but they let him make an exhibition. So I think it's, I talked to them a little bit, super nice guys, and just, I love seeing this old Ford, you know, the old 8,000 cheap metal. It, it runs good. Well, it's got a very performance sticker. We all know OP can build them. So that 466 class. These are some of the hot farm tractors, guys. This one's called the Red Mule. Um, good looking uh, 14. I love an 86. We don't see a lot of those. But again, Lamar, thank you for the great photos. These, um, I think Bozeman is the last name on these two. Bozeman or Boosman. Not Bozma. I know them guys. They have green tractors. Popeye, this is a good story. The older gentleman drives this, him and his son. His son has a Econo rod, I think, but a good-looking white one. And then here's Mr. Connor Meddy himself, the bull for all. So that's their Texas tractor. And if they had room, it'd fit in the trailer, but their trailer's already long. Good-looking case called the Iron Eagle in the Hot Farm class. That's sharp. Um, pretty sure this is an old Iowa tractor, Cody or Roos. I think down. Yep, that's I think Bryce's, that's Bryce's Van, Bryce's old tractor. And this is Brady Morrow, who used to drive an Allison mod with the Outlaws. Does that ring a bell? Nope. He's driving it for this guy that uh, owns his tractor. So here's Vanessa Heinemann, Buck's wife. So this is a, a limited pro diesel truck. This I saved this picture for Charles because I knew he'd see an old scout. And just get all yep. fun. And that truck is from the fire fields, is what they told me, or like from the oil fields or whatever. So I kind of, yeah, with a body on in the back of it. That makes sense. Yeah. And Jason Foster, this guy who drives us, he's a hoot because we stayed up way too late last year. And we said, everybody's, everybody tried to leave. We're like, nope, you got to stay with it. And that was kind of the joke. <laughs> we, so we kept drinking. And then everybody <laughs> felt like crap on Sunday, but it was a good time. Uh, I forget who drives this truck. Uh, but that's tested, I think, tested positive, as that one's called. And here's Buck's truck. The uh, He's a VP, and he won both nights. But all the trucks are really competitive. I think it's a 2.6 smoothbore, 3.0, or 2.6 slotted, 3.0 smoothbore. But maybe Buck can jump in here and let me know exactly uh, the rules on that. Then, okay, so I think this is – they have the Econo rod and Econo mod. So I got to remember. But this was high stakes. This is a pro four by four class. This is Paul Tyus's trucks. Yep. This is his wife's truck, the mischief maker. And then this, maybe this is the Econo rod. Or would this be an Econo yeah. mod, probably, Charles? That's that's probably the Econo rod, or you know, here in the Midwest we call them the V8 hot rod glass. Okay. Can so we this... just standardize on the name Wamba? Yeah, Wamba. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here it is. Yeah. So Brady had an Allison right. twin turbo Texas Thunder. He was driving the green John Deere I showed you guys earlier. So this one's called Moby. Cool-looking little rig. It runs good. Limited mod. Thank you, Buck. I'm glad Buck's watching tonight. So. If you tell me they also have a, a tractor called Dick. That's uh, the trailer made. We'll find out. Here's Paul. So this is Sullivan's truck out of Iowa. Yep. Kyle Sullivan's old truck. Barely legal, I think it was called. Yep. And I'm back to my start there. So I wanted to... Share those pictures. Lamar, awesome photos, buddy. Thank you. Lamar, nice work, man. Very nice work. Here's Connor. We're going to come north.
I think I post that as a reel. I got a, I got a bigger video of that. But there's Conley. But like I said at the beginning, he 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 gave her all. So I mean, his grandpa was there, grandparents were there, mom. It was great. I mean, really. And you guys, Nordheim's a town, a town of 327 people. Okay. So, do you have boots and a hat yet? No, I did not get boots. So, you have a hat? I did not. I, I need to do it. We did honestly, Ryan. We didn't have time because we started garden tractor pulling Saturday morning at ten a.m. and we were busy all day. So, fail so hard. Who is it that I saw that posted the pictures of the uh, the dance hall? Ah, uh, Will Mans was down there. Yeah. So that's an old round dance hall. So that was cool. That was neat. It is. That's one of the last ones left in the state of Texas, I was told. So it's that's out there at their shooting club is what they do. So then they did cooler for giveaways. There's Josh Runyon. Uh, he's an outlaw announcer as well as TTPA. This is well Paul Tyus. We missed the date on there if you see the 2021 on there. But other than that, it was a good time. So we're going to get stickers made to fix that. But it'll it'll still keep beer cold even if the decal is wrong. Oh, yeah. There's a little whip, little whip, or a whip. It had the the first pass on Saturday night. Don did. He set the distance to be the 324. Here's just a little panoramic I did of the pits and stuff like that. So it was a good time. Neat, neat area down there, guys. Neat, neat area. There's an interview Josh did with Buck. This is Buck. He's the vice president of TTPA. He won the diesel trucks. Here's Josh interviewing him. So, and then that's Scott. He won the Econo Rod class. And then Paul again. And then there's our uh, limited mod. Okay, Charles, that first class is called limited mod when I was asking you what it is. But that's just where he told them already. Then we had some garden tractors during the day. A lot of father-daughter thing, father-son things. That was fun. Oh, hey, Lamar's watching. There you go. Can't wait to do it again. That was great. Lamar, if you can ever swing a trip up this way, we'd love to do that with you uh, at an outlaw show somewhere out west. I've admired your work for years. Right, here is Connor driving the Pro Stock. No, Clint driving the Pro Stock Friday night. So no interviewer, but he's still got to their big turbo on. Here we go. Here you just see the crowd when they heard a big Pro Stock. And they were like, what? Where are you going to drive? Going to Texas, here you go. Go right So we ended each night with a a run on the pro stock. Connor drove it Saturday night, so that was fun. And yes, Brad Teeter showed me how to Texas two-step, Andy. You are, uh, we were the only two dudes dancing, and I'm very heterosexual, very heterosexual. 
and uh, Teeter, Teeter and I, he showed me. He even dipped me and spun me around and everything. He had his cowboy hat on. It was. I told him I thought I'd be the big spoon, Charles, but Brad <laughs> wanted to. He wanted to work it, so he did. So there's Scott's tractor. He won. Um, he calls that the lollipop too. What? Uh, what's the deal there? Is that like a Farmall front, Charles, or an so, Alice front? And a different... Alice WC looks like. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but Northern Texas was a hoot. It was good to see Clint and, and, and the gang and everybody down there. Um, it's warm in Texas. It is definitely warm. That, I got off that plane in Houston and went, oh my God, humidity. So. Humid. Humid. Lamar. Any snakes yeah. while you're down there? What's that, bud? Kill any snakes while you're down there? Get any no, I think it was even too hot for the snakes, so, Huh? I think it was even too hot for the snakes. Whoa. So. Either that or they're all scared of Lynette. <laughs> Lynette runs that whole show. They have the chili cook-off and the barbecue thing, and uh, she was on her she was on her game all day with all that stuff running around. So, Mama's usually on her game. She doesn't yep. miss much. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, what's coming up next for you, Charles? Let's wrap this baby up. What do you got coming up? I will be up north in northern Michigan this weekend for Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge, which I know Doug is coming over for that. Yeah, uh, we're bring, so... they're bringing the truck and trailer. Sweet. And, um, and the side-by-side, our Kawasaki. So uh, I'm not going to go, but all three of them are going. Mackenzie, Hope, and Doug. So have fun with them. Take care of them. So. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to this year because for the first time in three years, we can have all the Canadians back. And they're the guys who created this style of racing, and they are – not only a hoot to hang out with, they have some eyes that will run. And I was going through the uh, the lineup sheet to actually uh, a couple hours before the show tonight. We've got trucks from as far east as Connecticut, as far west as uh, Wyoming. A uh, bunch of them from Texas are coming up and all the Canadian guys who are mostly way out into Quebec. So um, it's, we cover a lot of ground to bring these guys all in. Wait, are those Texas guys from that 1320 video coming up? Uh, yeah, at least uh, three of the guys who are in that video will be no there. Way. They have been there before. Yep. Awesome. That's sweet. Yeah, they'll be there. That and then uh, next week is Ultimate Callout Challenge. And uh, oh boy. That's going to be rowdy. Even during the show tonight, I'm getting spy shots of a turbo setup for uh, one competitor's dyno setup. We're going to break the internet with every guy who goes up on the rollers. Just It's going to be insanity. Can't awesome. believe what I'm seeing. I love that you kind of get the sneak peek on some of that stuff. That's cool. So yeah. that's that's the June third and fourth weekend, or when is correct. it? Correct. That's okay. correct. Yep. Gotcha. Charles, when does the thumb puller season kick off? Um, actually, I believe it starts that same weekend, third and fourth in Peck, because um, I, I know they had reached out to me to to do it, and obviously I can't with UCC commitment. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, should be that Saturday night would be the start. Cool. Well, you're going to be a busy dude, Charles. So, Cody, what's going on in your life? What do you got coming up next? You, By the way, you've been posting some freaking awesome photos um, the last couple of weeks or last week or so. Let me bring some of those up. Thanks. I've got – I think I've got Friday's photos from TPC wrapped up, but uh, I'm just kind of putting some final touches on a few of them. Um Next for me, I think uh, I think one of my local sled operators is going to have a test in tune maybe this weekend, um, and a few other things. I really don't know where I'm headed next. I know Farley's on the list, um, but 
yeah, I don't know where we're at, but other than local test and tune type of thing, so. I'm just showing some of Cody's photos up here on the screen. I love the story behind that photo too. Yeah. Yeah. So in a, in a group chat type of thing, like I thought it was, I thought it was cool that, that, uh, Ryan and one of his sons were watching the, the, uh, the executioner go down the track, but I didn't, we didn't know the story behind that till Monday. And that kind of, I mean, it says more than just the picture itself. I just thought it was, you know, kind of the home, the same thing that, uh, Jason said earlier was you know the the pullers on the track or competition but like family in the pits type of thing um that was an interesting one i've seen that done with with cars and stuff and i wanted to try it with a, a pulling a pulling vehicle and so i talked to uh my six and said hey can i uh can i pull your tractor out here and uh, i wrote charles in to run the shutter for me so that's tucked in between two haulers where it's basically pitch black out there and that's uh two photos stacked together and i walk through the scene and charles can vouch for this i walk through the scene and i'm using a flashlight to paint the tractor to make it light up and that's why it's everything in the back is is black compared to what you see so it was really fun to have them you know over the camera watching and seeing what's going on and having no idea when i said i wanted to light paint their tractor and they're like uh what <laughs> and then they get to see it and they're like okay that's kind of cool so uh never been done i have i have some more ideas um plan type of thing and a few of you know who that's going to be with but uh yeah i've got i've got some more plan for that stuff so that's where i'm heading next i guess and what's going on that's awesome cody big ride well i apparently don't have any cool stuff like that going on um, hey, hey, get taco pizza what's this is summer, but right? my taco pizza kicks cody's taco pizza's ass <laughs> <laughs> um this past weekend was pretty fun um i went to uh the john deere Bushlight uh can launch party for uh uh the farm rescue deal where they launched officially launched the cans and and uh gave the the check presentation away um and then we played uh, cornhole on the biggest cornhole board in the world and if you want to go to uh twitter or tiktok you can see uh one of my videos from that where um for those of you who listen to uh uh rob sharkey the shark farmer either the podcast or um his Sirius XM show, um, his, uh, oversized, uh, cornhole game is better than yours. That's <laughs> all I have to say about that. That's on your TikTok. Yeah. Okay. TikTok and Twitter. There's Dagan hearts. Those are all photos from 2018. I've been going back through some old stuff and using some new techniques and playing with some stuff and having fun. This looks like the green County fall nationals. Yes, it is. Don't you hate that though? Cause it's like, where do I start? And where do I stop with going back through some of the old stuff? No, oh, it's pretty easy because some of it really, 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 really sucks. <laughs> it's real easy. Right. 
God, that tractor's sharp. I love that tractor. But I've got this album called Throwbacks that I only add to on on Thursdays and I guess well today, um, the occasional Monday. But uh, going back through some old albums, kind of you know doing some new takes on some old stuff just for fun. Um, my next show is uh, more than likely going to be uh, Farley unless a miracle happens and. I can uh, sneak away from here and, and go to Indy. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like I said, I think it'll take a miracle. But um, Indy is UCC, you mean, right? Yeah. Okay. So kind of depends on how this weekend shakes out. Um, so we'll see. Cool. Yeah, I got uh, got a bunch of graduations this weekend. And then Ravenna, Nebraska, June 10th and 11th, we start our outlaw Points chase, hopefully we can keep it alive. The old remedy girl this summer. So I'm going to have dad in the seat Friday night because he's going to get a lot of seat time in June and July because I have a lot of um, conflicts with family and work and stuff like that. So I want to be out there with him in Ravenna because he really hasn't driven the tractor a lot because last year wasn't very, uh, it wasn't very sustainable, as I'd like to say. But, um, you know, you could like everything you see on the computer. So hopefully we're going to get to the dyno here. Uh, Tony's making hay right now and then get to the dyno before uh, Ravenna. So, you know, Careful. you can leave that in my house and I can just take it to the outlaw poles with you, with me and just, you know, no big deal. <laughs> so Cody, I'm going to explain there's different levels of friendship and you're just not there yet. So, <laughs> uh, Tell dad to be careful. Kelsey Davidson is coming back. Oh yeah. And, and she's coming back with a vengeance. Good. Certain commenter from Missouri has her ready to, um, um, put a hurting on some people. None of none of her classmates, but just to you know, that hook is going to be all about redemption. Good deal. Hashtag that- girl drivers don't suck. <laughs> oh, I don't read the comments because <laughs> I just get pissed. So Jim, this is a three finger wave just for you, buddy. <laughs> I cannot believe what a dick that guy was. And I'm proud of all the people who followed who followed along and uh, levied in their two cents. Especially Monty Getz. Told him to flat out get his head out of his ass. Monty would what I love that. about Monty. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Monty would definitely say that. So. Yes, he would. He's not afraid. Well, guys, I'm going to end out the night with some video from Jesse Post, our friend JP Pulling Productions. And this is a light limited super stock class at the Sullivan Pole. So you guys have a great night. Uh, do we do a show on Memorial Day? I can't remember, or do we skip it? No, I think I need to I need to interview Strickland's. If you guys are around, Charles, you might be, will you be home? Uh, yeah, I'll be home. Okay, so maybe, maybe grab somebody from UCC. I'll get somebody on from Benson. Um, I think that's coming up. I gotta get them on the show. Yeah. I'll, have somebody, I'll get a hold of John Strickland. So we'll have him Charles, on. Charles, can you get Derek on? <laughs> probably. Yeah, I probably could. I might, even, little, I might even go to his shop. Gray Goose beforehand. I was going to say, I might have to go over there first and get him preheated. Yes. yes. Oh, Charles, Tony Burkhart is a stand-up dude. I, I don't know him like you do, but I was coming off the track, 
And Tony had said, you're not hooking that tractor twice Saturday night. Just make a pass and we're done because we, we got a long season. And then I got a text message, find more than one leaf blower. And so Tony was standing <laughs> in his trailer just kind of like this. And I said, I need a leaf blower. And he come running down and then he brought the NOS kit too. So we have a picture of a NOS kit, a bunch of tips. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. So that Love was it. a big joke we were going to do. And then Doug goes, which one? I said, the big one. So, and then the California guys came over with the blower. We got the tractor cooled down and came back and made a good pass to finish fifth. So was happy. So Tony, he got some beer money gear. You know, I mean, we gave him a, we gave him a free t-shirt and a hat for helping us out. Charles. Heck yeah. Hey, uh, before you hit play, I want to ask anybody who uh, knows anything about that tractor that was on the screen that Jason just took off of the screen. I need you to send me a message because I think I know where that tractor came from. And I think at one time it was a, a multi-charger diesel super uh, from Ellsworth, Wisconsin. If somebody can confirm that, I would really appreciate that. Whew. Ryan Ooh. Kelly. I think that was Ryan Kelly's old tractor. Man, that's some that's some nostalgia there, Slick. You know who he is, right? Yeah. WI Titan Two on TikTok. Yeah. Ryan and I have gotten to be pretty good friends, and we've been I've been trying to find his his tractor, and I think that's it. Because <laughs> he said it went to Kentucky, and that it it's either wearing forty eight forty sheet metal or forty fifty five sheet metal, and it's a light limited. Well, there it is. So I think that's it. Cool. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching the show. Roger Beach was a great interview, Charles. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yep, Tony, keep, keep doing awesome photos. You too, Roos. Eat your taco pizza. You guys have a good night, okay? Yep. Later. Peace. Here we go. I'm going to wrap up tonight. Thanks for watching tonight, everybody. Watch a little uh, Light Limited Supers from uh, Jesse Post. Five minutes and 51 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Here's a gift certificate. Where's the door? We don't know. That is not a good ride. And if, his, if the harness wasn't tight, he will be black and blue on each side of his body tomorrow. Anybody can do not have the opposite because we have not changed in the Kentucky Sweat Hunter up next, Mr. Ethan Moore. I was an only child. You're right, people. I was an only child and had a full length of hair.
You're, you're giving me heck about being Henri, and he's over here feeding me information. Here's the deal. He ain't got the guts to say it over the VA, but I did. And he figured it out. Ashamed of some of the things they're suggesting I say. This is Daryl Whalen. I need to ask. What's the odds it goes wild again? Well, he turned hard. And somebody said, can he do that? And I said, we just did it. Billy Anderson got the wheels headed the right direction. Let's see what he can do. That's two attempts, and he's done. Ethan Moore needs to get you up here. You want your track side or where you want it?
They gotta stay in the white lines and I'm pretty sure you gotta have it because he's going out of bounds. 
Thank mm-hmm. you.